I'm Ingrid Delamar Kenny. I'm the CEO and founder of The Method. She's also my wife and she's the smartest woman I've ever met. First of all, she's my mom and she's really cool. She's all that and she's a superhero. Never mind CEO, she's gangster. This is the Pardon My French podcast. Welcome to episode 17 of Pardon My French. Now, 17 is my lucky number. I was born October 17. So it is no surprise and I promise you, it is definitely, definitely a coincidence that I would bring on my dear friend, the beautiful Lauren Everts Bostick from The Skinny Confidential on this episode today. And... Please don't think of it as an interview. I don't even think of it as a podcast episode. It's more like Lauren and I is just sitting there talking to each other over the phone or on Skype, sipping on our inulin coffee, on our Simply Inulin coffees in our clear gangster chic boudou mugs and just chatting it out. We talk business, we talk Instagram influence, we talk about how much we love our audiences, we talk about how we met, how our friendship has become a real one. Um, we also talk about the copy cows. Um, we had to. I had to put her on the spot. And we talk about wellness and Lauren's journey with intermittent fasting, exercising, anything that you guys see on our daily lives, we pretty much touch and tap into. We also answer some of your questions. Now, if you guys don't know Lauren, which is certainly unlikely, I feel, I feel even so awkward introducing her. As far as I'm concerned with my audience, she doesn't need any introduction. Lauren Everts Bostick is an incredible blogger. She's an influencer, a businesswoman. She's a fucking tycoon. But when you look at her, she's also a bombshell. She is badass. She also is someone that I consider almost like an alpha. She's got a lot of masculine energy, which is something that I'm so attracted to um, because she looks at things in a less emotional way than regular women do. She looks at it with a clear head. She's very level-headed. She's very mature. She's 33 years old. Now, you will hear it on our conversation. Lauren actually says she's 32 and she's convinced the whole episode that she's 32. But then afterwards, she sent me a message and she was like, oh my fucking God, you were right, I'm 33. Anyhow, as far as I'm concerned, she looks 20 and she will continue to look 20 because as we all know, she is all into skin and she does a great job at that. She's gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. But that is really not all Lauren is about. There's a lot of brain and guts behind all that beauty. But most importantly, she is someone that I have come to love that's become like one of my best friends. Um, I speak to her almost every day and I adore her. If you don't know her, which like I said is very unlikely, you will fall in love with her on here. And if you already know her, I hope this episode shows you a side of Lauren that perhaps you didn't know yet. Without further ado, let's dial in my beautiful friend, Lauren Everett Bostick. 
and let's just enjoy this little chat over coffee, over simply inulin coffee. Hi, Lauren. Hi. Thank you for coming on Pardon My French. This is so cool. I know. It's so exciting. I'm so excited to be here. So you're Lauren Everett Bostic. I can't forget the Bostic. You are, first of all, my close friend. You've become my close friend. I feel like most of my followers and my audience already knows you. A lot of them have migrated from your community to mine. Uh, but for those who don't know you, give us a small introduction. Yeah, I'm Lauren Everett. I'm the creator of The Skinny Confidential. It's a blog, a brand, a podcast, a book. Um, I started it eight years ago, which is so crazy. And I met Ingrid. I think we'll get into it. I'm sure you'll ask me some questions. But I, I, I e-met you on Instagram, I think, six years ago, kind of. Mm-hmm. And we've become friends. And uh, we had Ingrid on our podcast. She shared her story. And so I'm so excited to be on Pardon My French today. Cool. Yes, I was on your podcast. For me, that was uh, a huge breakthrough moment. It's something that uh, I've been waiting to do and I've been afraid of doing for so long. But I have to say that doing it with you and Michael after our friendship became a real thing, felt like the safest place for me to do it. And you guys gave me such a, you know, such a safe environment. And I do want to talk about that. I do want to talk about how we met, um, how it's incredible to build a real relationship through Instagram. Um, but yeah, coming on your podcast was definitely something huge for me. And it's changed my life and the kid's life in so many ways. So publicly, even though I've told you this a million times, I have to thank you and Michael so much for letting me come on and do that. Well, we loved having you on. And I thought it was so cool how you took your power back in the conversation and completely told your story on your own terms. And you know, I've told you this a hundred times that, um, you know, if to me, someone who doesn't have a colorful past, it's boring. Like there's so many mistakes and, and adversity that we've all gone through. And I feel like it gets you to where you are today. I mean, I don't think you'd be in the same position that you're in um, you know, in Monaco, living this beautiful life, if you hadn't gone through that kind of adversity. Definitely not. And it's definitely a way to look at it. Of course, now in retrospect, it's a lot easier um, to to look at it that way. But yes, the, the, the podcast showed me, going on your podcast and telling my truth, showed me that people have a way of not judging and understanding uh, adversity and the way that it's gone. So it, it was amazing. I, I felt much closer to you guys also after we did that. Our friendship did incredible. Yeah. Lots of Lapazines. Someone asked, yes. someone asked if we were high. In a On that picture. <laughs> we weren't high. <laughs> we were dr- not drunk, we were tipsy. We were tipsy. We were tipsy on that picture. I think that was like right before we podcasted and we had gone to La Petite Maison. Uh, and we had a lot to drink. We had pasta also. And we might have been a little bit tipsy. Yeah, which is why I fell in love with you to begin with. Because I think the French mentality, and we'll probably talk about this, is so different than the American mentality. And not that one's better than the other. But I just find so much um, chicness and, and, um, and, and, and a lot of 
different opinions when it comes to the way the French eat, the way they drink, um, even down to, and we'll talk about this too, like the coffee cups you drink out of, your hormones, your gut, (laughs) all these different things that I've learned from you. Yeah, it's true. And it's, you know what, like you said, it's not that American is bad, French is good. I have both nationalities in my mentality. And, you know, like you say with everything else, when you give information to to your audience, I kind of take the good of each and leave the bad. Like the French, for example, they are so good with everything that's etiquette and style and eating in a chic way rather than, you know, quality rather than quantifying. But for example, when it comes to the mentality, they're they're close-minded. They're not as open-minded as Americans. And that's what I love about you. You have this open-mindedness. Each time you come to Monaco, I say to Gilles, I'm like, there's so much open-mindedness there. It's so much fun. It's so, you know, authentic and open where the French are a lot more close-minded and stiff and maybe a little more judgmental. Well, I think that you and Jill are not like that at all. I don't, I experience, you guys are so open-minded. So I think you have the best of both worlds. We're both, you know, we're both raised in in the States. Jill was raised in the States and so was I. So I think that comes from that probably. I think to have both sides is so fun. It is. It really is. I'm, I'm starting Michael. to feel like you have both sides. Oh, yeah, well, we need to convince Michael to move next door to you in Monaco. You know what? Someone sent that question. I have to find this question. Someone asked me um, in, you know, in the form that we send. Uh, someone said, when are they moving to Monaco? That was one of the questions. Yeah, Michael. When are we moving to Monaco? <laughs> Didn't she make a deal with him about like having babies potentially and, you know... Yeah. Doing so only when you move to Monaco? I would love a summer house in Monaco. I don't think that's asking for too much. <laughs> no, you don't. You definitely don't ask for much. If you can make it close by, that'd be great also. So we can have our inulin coffees together yep. and gossip. I'm actually having my inulin coffee right now with cinnamon and a little maca. Is that how you say it? Yes, maca is great. And almond milk unsweetened and that was a question that I saw so many times we asked our audiences questions to ask us and everyone was asking if almond milk breaks the intermittent fast and I was saying that it it, the one that the almond milk that I use doesn't break the fast because there's no sugar in it it's just water and almonds is that correct it's supposed to be almond sugar uh, sorry almond water and often salt like the plenish milks that we use and that does not break the intermittent fast you're absolutely correct um in the way that intermittent fasting is about arresting your digestive system so anything you're going to be any liquid you're going to be drinking are supposed to not disrupt that rest. And I think Dr. Gondry, when he came on, on your podcast, said the same. He said, you can drink this, you can drink that, as long as it doesn't disrupt the digestive rest. So yes. people for you know, people that put butter in their, in their coffee, like the bulletproof coffee, and they think they're intermittent fasting, well, the butter is fat. So like sugar, it's going to disrupt the fast. But, uh, but like you said, your almond milk, as long, as long as it's not sweetened, as long as it doesn't have any shit added, um, you're fine. It's not disrupting anything. And it will help actually withhold the fast until whatever time you want to do it for. Yeah, I've, I've been intermittent fasting. You recommended it like five months ago. And I've mm-hmm. been doing it five days a week. And if anything, like the thing I've noticed most about it is I have so much mental clarity. Um, I'm it's, bouncing it's off the walls. 
It's true. I found that it worked for Dylan when he was much younger. Um, you know, we, he was born in the States. Dylan's my son. You know that most of my audience know because I always talk about him. But a lot of the brain gut access, uh, you know, connection is, is a thing. And with Dylan, I experienced it when he was super young. Each time I gave him breakfast because school used to send these notes. Um, in America, schools used to send these notes that your kids are supposed to have a healthy and heavy breakfast before they came to school so they could concentrate. And so I fell into that trap and I used to obligate him to eat, which he would refuse. And each time he ate, he felt really sick when he got to school, had to go to the bathroom, could not concentrate, got brain fog. So I decided to just not give him breakfast if he didn't want it. And bam, he would be able to concentrate. He had a lot less attention deficit um, symptoms. So this, this goes to show you if it works for a child, it's definitely true for us. The brain gut access connection is a real thing. It's been medically proven. Yeah. And I think that I think with intermittent fasting, you have to be your own guru. You can't, yeah. like, you can't take advice from anyone blanketly. You have to try out things on your own self. Talk to your doctor, you know, talk to your friends, to see what other people are doing. But definitely at the end of the day, you have to do what's right for you. And so far for me, I have liked experiencing, ex experimenting with intermittent fasting. I find that I'm way sharper. I have more clarity. I have a lot less bloat. Um, and I've, I've noticed that I've lost a little bit of weight too. So I think for me, it's sort of a win-win. I was, I was waking up, I was rushing out the door, shoving food down my throat while I was literally on the elevator. You know, I remember one day I was, I was, you know, rushing out the door. My cortisol is at an all time high. I'm stuffing a hard boiled egg down my, my mouth <laughs> and stuffing a GG cracker in it just to get it in. And it was, it was so stressful. And I think with, you know, my life, like the second I wake up after my morning routine, it's like, go, 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 go. So to yeah. take the breakfast element out of it has actually been really therapeutic and relaxing for me. It's true. It is true. That is, it's very connected with the cortisol levels. I feel like it's so great that you speak about that so often because you do have a voice. People do listen to you, but what's the best about you is that you're a guinea pig. You try things out um, you don't stand by stuff just because they're a trend. You try them out and some of them work, some of them don't, and you report on it um, in a way that is so objective. But before you started listening to my advice, before you started working out with me, you actually just followed me on Instagram, which I think is crazy. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we need to talk about that. I mean, we, we did talk about it so many times, but I feel that for those that are just jumping in and that don't know either of us, which is so difficult to not know us when you're on our, our Instagram, we're always tagging each other. Um, but we, we need to tell the story. We have to, to talk about it on this episode. How did we meet, Lauren? <laughs> so this was like, actually, I think Instagram came out six years ago. So this is yeah. right when Instagram started. And it's so funny because I DM'd you a picture of yourself with you and Savannah in the mirror of when I first so found you. And you're, Savannah's like, I want to say she's like 12 or something. Uh, six years ago. Yeah, she's, she's 12. She's turning 18. You're absolutely right. She was 12. And I was on our friend Nina Romp Clothing's page. And for some reason, yes. your name popped up. I think she tagged you in a leather jacket that, that yeah. she had worn. And I went and I started consuming your content and just looking through your Instagram. And there was all these like 
recipes that were so interesting and different. You were, you were using, um, you were, you, I don't even think it was Gigi Cracker at the time. It was before, like, I don't, it was so long ago. It was like, uh, you were using- I was using fiber crackers that I would find the Scandinavian fiber crackers that I would find at the supermarket, actually Norwegian crackers that I would find here in the supermarket that my mom used to use before me. I can't remember the name, but that's what I was using at the time. Yeah, I almost think they were like a baby blue. I can't remember. This is so they were. Cool. Absolutely. You're so right. I can see the packaging. I can't remember what they were called. I don't even know if they're still on the market. They weren't trendy or anything at the time. No, they weren't trendy. And you would show, you would show your outfits and what you were cooking. And I remember right. like six years ago, screenshotting everything you cooked and I thought, wow, this, this woman is like, it's, it's a different, you would talk about rice, but it like was a different kind of rice and pasta. Yeah. And I went on um, Amazon and I bought all these different things from France. I like hacked the system and went and found <laughs> um, all these, all these um, UK brands. I, I remember this. I don't even think I've told you all this. I found all you these. You know, like, you've never told me yeah, all that. All these, like I had to like, I remember one, I didn't even tell you this yet. There was like this one thing that you talked about. I think it was a certain kind of rice from France. And I spent like 80 bucks on shipping to get it over. (laughs) I was so intrigued because, you know, my whole business is finding people online that are interesting and have something interesting to say. I don't care how many followers someone has. I don't care how famous they are. Yeah. And at the time I had like six followers, I think. Yeah. You know, you had, you had like, I want to say you had um, maybe a thousand, maybe. Something like that. I, I even think at the time I bought followers, to tell you the truth. I, I was not a huge influence. It's, I, it, I, 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 think. I You almost, I want to even say, you might have had blonder hair, too. Maybe. I was. I was a platinum blonde. And I do think that even at some point, my, my account was private because I had just gotten divorced so it's like I don't I think you ended up requesting me if you were my friend because I was super private I had just gotten divorced I was trying to protect a little bit of my ex-husband's privacy with the kids moving here people asking questions um but yeah I was a platinum blonde which is almost my natural color I'm a natural blonde originally the hair you see me with now is not my natural hair color I I dark I I darken it it's so OG um I followed I followed you quietly though I didn't I, I think like yeah. it was a very quiet follow I just was like like to watch what you were cooking but what I was most attracted to is that you would write out in the captions exactly what was happening so it wasn't like yeah you posted a picture of French toast and and that was that you you would really really explain how to do it where you got it just the details and you know how detail oriented I am so I followed quietly I think for like four years and then it's so funny because because I just felt like you were in France. You know, what are we going to do? Make a friendship? Like, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think that. So one day I'm in, at Eden Rock Hotel in, in yeah. the south of France. And I'm sitting with Michael. And this was probably like a year and a half ago. And I look over. And there you are sitting next to me, not next to me, like a couple, a couple tables down a couple of tables with your down, husband yeah. and your mother. And I'm like, Michael, that's the girl I've been talking <laughs> on Instagram for the last four years. And it's weird when you, when you followed someone and you know, their tips and tricks. So obviously the first thing I immediately did was I was like, I have to see what she's eating. And you were eating, I think you were eating, um, 
greens and fish, but you were drinking wine. And I think yes. you had like half a piece of bread on your plate and you were having like a bite of pasta. Like it was very, it was exactly what you had been preaching on Instagram and showing to us. So exactly. I didn't say hi, which is so crazy. I'm like, what am I going to do? <laughs> which today I'm so pissed about because we could have been friends even sooner. I know I didn't say hi. And then I thought, you know what? I'm, I, I think this is what happened. You'll have to remind me. I said, I'm going to message her on Instagram. And I think I messaged you. I love your content. You messaged me the next days, or maybe you were gone already, and you wrote something like, uh, I, I think I saw you with your husband and your mother-in-law um, in Eden Rocks the other day, and I love your content, something really nice like that. And I remember answering you, that was not my mother-in-law, that was my mom, which I I remember it so well because it's so sweet how Gilles takes care of her. People always think that he is her son. And yeah, I think I we, thought that I think I thought that that was um, your mother-in-law. Exactly. Uh-huh. Oh. And so we started to talk. We I started to follow you, and at that point, I'm like, "What the heck? How does this huge influencer follow me? How is that happening?" Um, and yeah, I started to get obsessed with your content, and we started to chat a lot. And the next step was to meet. The next step was to meet, and we we just developed this relationship over Instagram, which I think is really cool. People say that's you know that's that's weird you met on Instagram or that's weird you met on Tinder or that's weird yeah. you met on Bumble, whatever it is. And I actually think that some really interesting, diverse relationships that I would have never been exposed to have come out of Instagram. Um, you know, I have people like I have five people that I talk to on Instagram every single day that have become my friends through Instagram. I mean, my audience, I talk to all the time and I'm in contact with them. And some of them have become, you know, like, like friends of mine. If I saw them out, I would go up to them and I think vice versa. And I I mean, I think the internet is such a powerful tool if it's used right. Um, Exactly. You and I like text, you know, over Instagram all the time. We'll send pictures to each other. It's exactly like, a normal friendship it's just new age exactly and I feel like you know what you make a huge effort on Instagram to actually share more than you would if you were just next to each other or see each other quite often I find that you and I have gotten so personal because of the distance because of the fact that we were on Instagram you're kind of trying to put yourself out there to get to know the other person more that's what I do with my followers too but I learned that skill from you and I learned this thing that hey this is not a fan club followers are people and we're a community it's not about them admiring me or me you know kind of not following them back you really taught me all of that I mean you can you can tap into Instagram and use it as a learning tool on both ends I mean, there's been so many times that that readers have messaged me about tips and tricks from everything from charcoal sticks in your water to, oh, don't don't put your herbs next to your onion in your refrigerator. Like little like tips that I would have never thought um, that I've picked up through Instagram. And it's it's been such a good tool. So my advice with with this whole thing is that if you follow someone on Instagram and you think that you like their style, you like their vibe, but maybe they're across the country, I would still tell you to reach out. You never know what can happen. You can develop a really fun relationship. You know, we went out to Monaco and we visited Mm -hmm. Ingrid and her husband. 
and it was it's so much fun and it was it's it's such an interesting relationship I mean I always say like give me anything but don't give me boring and exactly. it's been such an interesting colorful friendship that's that's off the cuff and something different so I would tell everyone out there who's listening if you admire someone on Instagram or you like their content or you think they're just fucking cool message them absolutely absolutely I so agree with that I'm so glad that you did that you took that lip and also not finding yourself too important to do so that's something I admire so much about you um actually somebody in your questions asked you how do you navigate relationships with influencer peers and you have a lot of those that's a good question I mean I I'm I'm very um careful about it because I think that this business can be weird sometimes and I think it can be interesting in the sense that sometimes it can be um high school like very high school yeah I try really not to sort of succumb to that I think that my main priority is my community and providing value and providing takeaways and I know I say that all the time but I'd be lying if I said anything else that's my main priority it's not you know whose party I'm invited to, or, you know, what launch event is happening, or, you know, who I can squeeze into an Instagram photo with to get tagged on. It's just not my prerogative. It bores me. And if that's going to take me longer to like, you know, um, create my brand, I'm okay with that. I don't have any interest in just, you know, putting myself out there in ways that that feel I hate this word but inauthentic like I I, I agree you know and if, if I develop a relationship with an influencer that's really cool and something that I like want to share with my audience because they're cool I totally push that and I'll push it hard I'm a total Gemini like that if I if I'm amazing love with content, that like I'll push it out I want everyone to consume it you know, there's this one girl named Rumi from Fashion Toast. And when I yeah. moved to LA, you know, she reached out to me and she sent me all these different places to go and was really warm and nice. And um, looking at her, she's like this beautiful model that has, um, you know, this amazing platform, amazing brand. She didn't have to reach out to me. It was just really cool how she did. And and, and I wanted to share that with people that follow me because it's, it's really it's I like when I meet an influencer that I really would want to be friends with in real life. And that's so great. You know, I want to tell you something that I've never, I probably have never told you, but I think I've hinted it, but I never tell you because I don't want to make you sad. I don't want to hurt you. But very often since we've become close, we weren't always close. I think we've become close with time sharing certain things that we don't necessarily share with our audience as far as you know a personal friendship and relationship and uh, but very often when you see pictures of me and Savannah specifically or when you hear us on videos and then when you went when you went out with us in Monaco and you came to the house and then we went to Sass Cafe together you often said to me you have the best mom-daughter relationship and you said I'm so jealous and I know your story and I know that your audience makes knows your story as well because you decided to own the narrative but when you said that to me it was such a pinch and it still does it each time you say it it pinches my heart and it makes me love you more and have this huge 
surge of affection towards you. Like, I don't want to say motherly because I'm, I'm older than you, but not old enough to be your mom, but almost like a big sister. And I feel so attached to you. And the more you say this to me, the more I kind of want to take you and bring you in into this circle of, you know, of love and whatever we have at home. When you came, I think you must have felt it. Totally. I I think the one thing that I, the reason I'm so comfortable telling everyone that um, follows the Skinny Confidential to check you out too is because I think that, um, I think you have a lot of warmth. And I, and, and I think that that's a very unique quality. I think a lot of people have strengths, excuse me, a lot of people have strengths. A lot of people have, um, a, a coolness with that strength, but you have strength and warmth. And I think that that is really unique and I'm attracted to that. And I think you're a really great mom and that's your first priority. And to see you sort of share that with all of your followers and share, you know, what you're cooking or, or just behind the scenes of your family is really special, but you also, while you're doing it, you also give so many takeaways. Like I've learned so many different things from your platform that I wouldn't have learned. Um, and so that's why I'm so comfortable saying, Hey, like skinny confidential readers, like you have to check out Ingrid and just like playing off that. And we've talked about this a lot. I think it's so important to bring other people up. Like it can't just be the, you know, Lauren Everett show, like blow my head off. You know, I, I need to have other people come on, you know, my platform or my blog and, and, and showcase what they're doing and, and look at different ways and challenge what I think. Um, and, and as an influencer, I think, it, or creator, whatever you are, creator, blogger, podcaster, YouTuber, I think the more you bring other people up, it, the better that it feels in, in the end. That is something I spoke to you about two days ago. That's something about you that is so amazing. A lot of people, it's become the trend now uh, in the influencer space and, you know, the social platform space are talking about women supporting women and boss babes. And, you know, a lot of it is great, but a lot of it is just for show. I find that you're very millennial in that thinking. I've seen you bringing on gorgeous women onto your podcast, powerful women, smart women, women that if you were my generation, if you were 40 or 50 years old, you would probably feel threatened by because that's, that's, that, that's my generation and the generation right before me. That's how it was. They only you know, put people forward that work for them or that, you know, where they consider to be beneath them in a way, but they would never go and take the CEO that they should be looking up to and shining light on that person. And you can actually bring people that you completely admire that have maybe accomplished more than you because they're older, because they have a degree of some sort, and you do not feel threatened at all. You feel so empowered. I want to understand how you do that because that's so impressive. That is so this generation. Yeah. I mean, I think that that, uh, Jillian Michaels said to me, she came on our podcast and she said, she she's shocked by this generation of how millennials uplift each other and they they collaborate instead of compete and she just can't believe it and i would attribute it to two things yes it's our generation which is really awesome but also like if you're getting at the nitty-gritty of it i think that it's this instagram and social media is very much like you scratch my back 
or I scratch your back, you scratch my back kind of thing. (laughs) I think before social media, there wasn't anything like that. It was more having to do with, you know, how much money you have. And now that's the, the narrative has kind of changed. I think social media, like to grow, you have to be collaborative. So some, so some millennials, I would say it's sort of pushed you into the corner. Others are obviously going to be more collaborative than others. I think that if you're building a long-term brand with a foundation, you have to uplift other people. I, I mean, for me, like ever since I was little, I'm an oversharer. Like I remember being two, if I find something I like, like the whole neighborhood's going to know. I mean, you know, I was like there, the, I was the, the cul-de-sac of like 40 houses and everyone was at my house and I was you know, like on the whiteboard teaching, um, you know, science. And then I would bring the next girl up to teach math. I was always very like, I I wanted to bring people together and I wanted to share everything that I loved. I've never been someone that's, that doesn't want to share what's happening. Like I want to share every detail. And, and I think the reason that I do that is because I, I think of what I would want. So when I started the skinny confidential, I thought what is missing in my life on the internet that I would like to go to. Um, and I don't think I've ever talked about this on the, on an interview, but I, that's exactly the mindset that I had. It was like, what's missing on the internet that I would want. And so that's sort of how the creation of the skinny confidential came. It was like everything I would want in one, it was models, it was influencers. It was these people that I admired from afar, getting them on one platform and sharing all their secrets. And so that's always been so interesting to me. And then I know how detailed I want things like you, you know, like if you send me like, Oh, like do this. I have like 20 questions for you. I want to know every detail. So I'm, I'm always thinking sort of as, as someone who's similar to me as the consumer. And you know what? And the thing that's amazing is that you haven't just built a community. Your community is unbelievable because they've now migrated to me. A lot of them have migrated to me and they always have one thing in common. It's this kindness and supportive, supportive, um, attitude towards me. That all comes from you. I guess your vibe attracts your tribe and for you that is so true but you've put people on the map you've put brands on the map you've put me on the map as far as wellness no that's not true you're you're it is fine you've recommended a lot of people to me too you I mean you're you're doing amazing like I mean you know what it's don't even take it that way it's just you I know that you have tried it and you you say you say I've tried this this is working for me but you have a voice that people listen to and ha- the fact that you're so aware of that powerful tool that you have and that you use it in such a way is incredible. That's very nice of you. I do have to say the community, the Skinny Confidential community is fucking amazing. They are yeah. so great. And I think th- the theme of it would be it's a non-judgmental community. It's, Absolutely. It's, it's, it's everyone is different. Do you leave what you don't like, take what you like, apply it to your own life if you like it. And, and, and really do you and whatever that looks like, it doesn't matter, you know, your gender, your yeah. race, like that it's, is so it's, true. Just, it's do you the way you want to do you. And at the end of the day, like the whole thing is be the best version of yourself and whatever that looks like is, is fine. And I think, you know, I can, we look at the skinny confidential Facebook group with 40,000 women in it. And it's so rare that there's a problem. I mean, obviously there's going to be problems here and there. There's 40,000 women in it, but it's very, very open. The, the I love that group. Are like, yeah, I'm on it. They're so open. I love it. And it's so cool to see because it's like, 
these are all girls that I want to be friends with. And going back to your question about influencers, it's like, if I have time to spend with people, like there's so many cool women out there that I've met through the internet. Like I, I want to, I want to tap into that, whether it's meetups or live tours or going to Monaco and doing a live podcast. (laughs) You know what? You said one thing to me once, and I think you've said it to your audience as well. And I think that's amazing. You're so right. You said my audience is full of influencers. Everybody is an influencer. And I love that you said that. A hundred percent. You it's a losing formula to put yourself as the captain of the ship in every single thing. You're not going to know everything. Um, you know, my, my audience has taught me things. Like I said, that I've never, like I've picked up so many tips and tricks. I've had them on the blog. I've, you know, featured them, like whatever it is, they, they're all influencers. And if you think of them like that, and then you think of, you know, maybe you meet someone like, um, Erica of urban chicness who we both mm-hmm. know she's she's a yeah. follower that both of I love her Ingrid and I have known and like such an awesome an awesome smart driven hustler that is constantly trying to be the best version of her, herself she started out as a reader she's become a friend you know we talked to her a lot over dm and she yeah. has had so many tips and tricks for me and you know I know that if I'm giving sound advice and bringing experts on the podcast that have a lot to say and people are listening, they're going to go tell 10 of their friends if they like it. And that to me is influence. It doesn't matter if they're telling one person, 10 people, 20 people, that's it. Everyone has an influencer in them. It's not just people with a million followers. Absolutely. It's such a smart way of looking at it. But like I said, it's very millennial. My generation, I'm 40. You're, you're 33, right? I'm 32. 32. Gosh, don't let me add age to you. But, um, you know, my generation and the generation right before me. So like, technically, people I look up to because they started in the business before me, they're not like that. It's very rare to find this. Like, I'm learning from you. I'm actually surrounding myself with your generation and um, you're teaching it to me. I, I know that each time we Skype to work out, you always give me about 30 minutes and you ask me a lot of questions, but I get so much value from you. You're like a business advisor to me. Not too long ago, we were talking and you were asking me all about, I don't remember what, maybe probiotics or something like that. And then you said to me, I have a great idea, Ingrid, you have to separate your product from the method because the methods don't work out. People are confused when I talk about Inulin. Do a page, do an Instagram page with your recipes, with Inulin, explain what it is with your products. It should just be separate from the method so people aren't confused. And it's very funny because I listened and I shut up. And as soon as we hung up, like the next day was a weekend, it was a Saturday, I sat on the couch for about an hour and I created that account. And when I saw the results coming in right away from people saying, oh shit, I was so confused. Now this all makes sense. Now we have all the recipes here. And like people started following it. I was like, I I told Jill, I was sitting with Jill. I'm like, she's so powerful. I don't even need a business manager when I have Lauren just whispering a few tips in my ears. All I have to do is shut up and listen to her. Okay. That's very nice that you say that, but I'm going to call you out on something in front of everyone and tell, and tell everyone (laughs) something that you do that I do not do that. I wish I did. And this is like, this has value in it for anyone who's listening. So 
what Ingrid does so well is she launches fast and adjusts adjusts to consumer feedback. So what she, 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 if she has an idea, she executes on the idea immediately, even if it's not a hundred percent perfect, which your stuff like is amazing. But as you've grown, it's not perfect. You've evolved the stuff. Like, you know, you, when you first started, you were doing inulin out of the blue jar and now it's like this chic black, beautiful jar that you want on your kitchen counter. So the, the takeaway here is that if you have an idea and you're waiting around for it to be perfect, and trust me, I have perfectionism syndrome from a visceral level, I understand, it's better to just put it out there, get the consumer's feedback, and adjust accordingly. And you have really, really done that with all your products. You've put it out there. You've said, this is what it is. It's a good product. And the labeling has changed or maybe... Yeah, the way you buy it has changed, or you've added travel packs, or you start you've watched the consumer. And more importantly, and this is like so important for anyone that's doing product, you've listened to the consumer, and you've yeah. talked to the consumer. And I think that when I eventually launch product, which has taken two years, because I'm a perfectionist, <laughs> um, I, and I am right now, I'm tapping in to the audience every day, asking them questions, seeing what bothers them seeing what they don't like, seeing what they like, seeing the colors they like. And when I launch product, I'm going to involve them in every single step of the way, whether it's like how something feels or how it looks or whatever it is, I want them involved. And I think that you do a good job of marrying that with launching fast and adjusting accordingly, which literally gets Michael so horny. He, he loves when people do that. <laughs> Still hear me? You broke up. Okay, now yeah. I'm here. Um, Michael and I are very, very compatible in that sense. Very yes, compatible. Yes. Would you notice that? That's, that's what you tell me. I think we really get along because you and Michael are so compatible in certain aspects of life. Totally. You guys have the same mentality. Like, you know, Michael launched Dear Media with one show on his network. And now it's turned into 35 shows growing, growing, growing. Um, and, you know... They, they partnered with UTA, which is the big agency out That's there. That's amazing. So a huge fan of, of taking an idea, putting it out there and seeing what sticks and what doesn't and just adjusting as he goes. So if you're out there and you're listening and you have an idea, put it out there. Yeah. Don't do what I do I did and wait. I waited a year to launch the Skinny Confidential because I wanted it to be so, so perfect. And looking back eight years ago, what I launched was not perfect, but then it looked perfect to me. So perfect is relative. It's never going to be perfect. I, I agree with this. It's, you know, we spoke about it on the podcast where I had uh, Tracy Clark on. And uh, you, you know who she is. I know you listen to that podcast, but it was all about people talking about manifesting and reading books like The Secret and just sitting there and waiting with positivity for things to happen. And she's not like that. And she mentored me a lot throughout all of my progress with, my my life my profession all of that and she always said she said you need to manifest and then you need to come up with creative solutions for everything so great to manifest but if you want a business the first thing you should do is make a website you don't have to give the address to anybody but make the website it starts existing already give your company a name give your company a, a description I completely agree with you. I mean, I, I think that, that, and if you can't make a website, what you should do 
is you should microblog through Instagram. And you don't even probably know this, but you are a great example of someone who started their platform through microblogging through Instagram. When I don't even fucking me, know what microblogging is. I, I is which that. is so funny because you did it and you didn't even know. It's basically where you you use Instagram as a blog and people then fall in love with you through in your Instagram account, which then has you create an Instagram story where you're, where you're microblogging through Instagram story. And then they love you so much that you end up creating a blog. So I think oh. there's not this one size fits all formula. If you're out there, you're listening and you're like, this is so overwhelming. Where do I start? Start an Instagram account with your idea and start Absolutely. using the captions and all that space to write and get people to get to know you. Put really beautiful images up and then people fall in love with you there and then you move it to Instagram story. And then, you know, from there, potentially you launch a website or a blog. It doesn't have to start with something first or second or third. You can get creative right now with social media of how you launch things. It's good advice. You know what? Speaking of which, I don't know if you're aware because you just woke up, but for me, it's already 7 p.m. here. Um, there was a glitch with Instagram where a bunch of us have lost a lot of followers uh, overnight. Okay. So I think I lost about 200. I think Netta said she lost 400. You might have lost some. Uh, some really famous people lost up to a million followers. And I don't know, but tw two, three years ago, or six years ago, when I bought followers, when I first started, um, I, I would have flipped out. But today, it did not even affect me. I was like, you know, people that can't see my story today will realize that they no longer follow me. Somebody wrote me two days ago and said, I didn't find a story from you. I really got worried. I was like, where is Ingrid? And then she went looking for me and she realized she wasn't following me anymore. But I want you to speak about that. Like, it's not a fan club. It's not... A like a contest how important it is to have a lot of followers yeah I mean first of all Instagram's gonna do sweeps that's what happened is they do yeah. they do a big sweep they do it probably every six months so they go in and they sweep out all the bots which are like robots and it's great yeah it's it, well it clears out all the it's like it's almost like think of it like spring cleaning your closet they come in they 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 wipe out all the bots they wipe out fake followers they wipe out um, accounts that haven't been used and they do it in one sweep. So that's why probably a lot of people are affected. And the celebrities that lost a million followers, it's, be it's because if you have 20 million followers, you know, that it's, it's, again, it's all relative. Like okay. the percentages that they lost are probably equal to everyone else's. So that's but the bottom why. line is today, you, even if you realized it, I don't hear you flipping out. Why aren't you flipping? No, flipping I don't, out? I, I don't, I don't, I can't put energy into that. I'm, I wake up every morning, I have my, and I talk about this all the time, but I think that it's, it's important is I have my, my cell phone battery charge of energy. And you have to really be strategic and methodical about where you're putting that energy. If I woke up this morning and got out of bed and thought, oh my God, I lost some followers. That is, first of all, raising my cortisol, which we can talk about, not yeah, good. And two, will. It's, it's putting my energy when I need energy for this podcast right now, and then after this, we're going to work out, I need energy yeah. for that. And then, you know, I have a meeting for four hours to do finances after that. I don't have the energy to give to that. And, and if you notice, and, and, and anyone who's listening, if something really, really upsets you, and next time something does really, really upset you, notice how much energy it takes from your day. Absolutely. And the second that you make the correlation of, holy shit, 
this is taking so much energy from me. You take your power back. And I always talk about stoicism because that's helped me so much. I really try not to worry about things that I cannot control. It's, it's, it's a pointless worry. It's taking my energy away from my community, my platform, my business, my family, my friends. In a way, if you start to think about it like that, it's, it's, it's selfish when you're allowing things like that to take energy. It's, it's selfish and on you. And you should readjust the self-talk. I, I literally, the followers thing, if I read an article on that this morning, I would have read it, shut down the computer and like moved on. Like, I'm, I don't even want to think about it. I don't care. There's nothing I can do. What am I going to do? Exactly. I always say, and I said it in one of my podcasts, you know, concentrate on the things you can control and control them well. Yes. And the ones you can't control, yes. just leave them aside. You yes. want to talk about perfectionism? Go ahead and just control the best you can the things that are actually under your control. And that gives you so much power. So I can't agree with you more. I want to ask you some follower questions. Okay. Somebody asked you, did intuitive eating always come naturally to you too? Actually, to both of us. Or was there a struggle at some points? People know about me. I, I talk about it on this podcast all the time. So how about you, Lauren? Did intuitive eating always come naturally to you? Um, I'm... Not, I've never had an, an eating disorder. Um, I definitely experienced um, eating pressures in high school, like right. where I would like, try not to eat as much to lose weight, but I never experienced a full-blown eating disorder. As far as eating intuitively, um, I, yeah, I mean, I think my parents, I think it starts with, my, for me, it starts with my parents. My parents did a really good job of not giving food power. So like food was always something that we enjoyed. My parents owned a restaurant. It was celebrated. My mom cooked really great meals, very similar to you, how you are, you know, very um, beautiful presentation um, every single night, five days a week, sometimes even seven. Um, so I didn't give, again, food too much energy. I do think that, that as Americans, we tend to overdo it and overindulge. I think if I had grown up in, France or Italy, I would have a different relationship with food than I do living in America. So, you know, I, I would say that eating intuitively, intuitively, yes, I eat intuitively, but I do think I could be better. I do think that you use intuition because very often you can't send me a message about certain things. And then I speak to you two days later and you say, you know what, I was kind of wondering about this. But then I just decided this and that. So you do have the intuition. Uh, but you, what you do is as well is you research. So once you're informed, like now I see you going to the farmer's market because you have all the tools to understand exactly what to look for. And then when I look at your grocery list, um, I'm like, I'm amazed. I'm like, wow, look how much she's done with intuition. So you do have it. Well, here's the thing about me is I'm always open to learning. I don't think I know it all. I, and I think that I, I'm really lucky that I have access to experts like Dr. Gundry, the food babe, um, having you on the podcast. There's all these people around me. It's like having like a team of people and I've learned a lot um, and I'm constantly learning. Like, I do not think I know everything about anything. I'm what, when you watch my Instagram story and read my blog, I'm sharing my journey and what's like, what, what how I'm experiencing life through my eyes. But I certainly don't think that I know everything. And I don't want anyone to think that. I'm just sharing what works for me at the moment. 
Another question for you. This one is tricky. So this one says, Lauren used to be all about collagen, and I know Ingrid is against it. Is she now against it as well? I mean, that's a good question. I don't think, I don't think the, the word is against it. I think collagen, like, you, you have to be your own guinea pig. Like, again, I, I, to give a blanket statement about if I like collagen or not, if I'm making a smoothie, will I put collagen in it? Sure, I'll put collagen in it. Do I see what you're saying though? Like with about collagen? Yes, I do. I and when you and if you want to give a brief synopsis of what you say about collagen, just so everyone knows. So um, I'll tell you, I'm against it in the sense that you cannot take collagen to produce collagen. You have to eat certain things that will enhance your collagen production, and that's not collagen. Because technically collagen could only be injected into you. Um but not absorbed through collagen powder. So a lot of the times also what's in this collagen stuff, and I, I showed it not too long ago, there's uh, lecithin and there's soy, which is a problem for women that are in estrogen dominance and all of that stuff. But technically as a French person, the French mind where we're carnivores and we eat butter and we have olive oil and we have whole eggs and we're not afraid of these foods because we know they are good for us. A lot of these fatty acids that America is so afraid of. Um, so because they don't want to have all this real food, they go and substitute for stuff that's called collagen powder. But collagen powder is not going to produce collagen. So I prefer as a French person to say, eat some meat, you know, have some fatty acids, have sesame seeds, have things like that. This will boost your collagen production. This will enhance your ability to to build collagen because that's a natural way. That's the way we're brought into this world. That's yeah, how I, would I say think that, about I would it. say that if you can eat something over taking something, that's always the way to yeah. go for yeah. me. Like if I can eat something with collagen, I'm all about it. Um, you know, the main problem I think we run into as Americans is we don't have access to the same kinds of foods that you guys have. Absolutely. If I lived in, in France, you know, would I take supplements? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. I, I mean, mm -hmm. if I'm getting everything in my food, I just think with America, it's so hard to get the same things that you guys get. So you, I mean, again, like you have to test it on you and see if it works for you. And if it doesn't move on, I think, again, you have to do your own research. You have to try it on yourself. Talk to your doctors, talk to experts, talk to people around you, talk to your friends and, and see, do what works for you. It's a good, it's a good way of looking at it. I know you always say that. And it's a very good way of looking at it. And I agree with that. I'm not against it. Um, one more question. And then you're going to ask a question because I know you got a bunch, even though I, I picked some of yours as well. because You sent them to me. Um, I have to do this. I'm sorry. Some, a few people asked, so I'm going to formulate it in the simplest way possible. What do you think of the copy cow? Oh or God. how do you deal with a copy cow? How do I deal with copy cows? Um, how do I deal with people that copy on the internet? I yeah. think that, that, that first of all, I think everyone is going to be inspired by everyone. I think that that's how the internet works. I do think that, you know, um, when you are on a platform, you're going to get copied. It's part of the game. It's like yeah. business. It's like running a business. You're going to get copied. And I think, you know, when I've had someone that, you know, we had to send a cease and desist to on, on the internet that was literally copying, pasting my content and putting it on her blog. And, you know, 
it's hard when you've worked so hard on, on yeah. something and someone rips it off like that. It's really hard. My advice for, you know, people that are copying people on the internet, it would be to not give it energy. I like, that's, that's what I, when this girl was literally taking all skinny confidential content and, and, uh, and the pictures and whatever, and putting it on her own platform, it was, it was upsetting for a minute. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to send a cease and desist, which we already have on hand very easy and hope she stops. And thank God she stopped. Um, cause I didn't want to have to keep pursuing it. I mean, like literally copying and pasting like, you know, eight page blog posts on her, on her platform. Um, and I would say too, I, in a way, it kind of gets me off because it pushes me to keep evolving my content. Yes. That's how I look at it. That's why I called it a copy cow. You're aware of my situation. You've supported me through it. You, you've told me your opinion about it. So obviously you make me feel very validated and you're very supportive. But for me, I called it a copy cow instead of copy cat because I actually milk that shit. The fact that this person was constantly copying me I remember you and I did the YouTube video here the, of us making Daniel and coffee. And at the time, I was not, I didn't put my, I, I didn't have an Inulin brand yet. I was recommending my manufacturer's brand. Um, and you said to me, you said, Ingrid, your copycat is going to take Inulin for sure unless you do something about it. And so it motivated me to say, hey, you know what? I know where to find the best in your lane. I've experimented with so many of them. There's no way this bitch is going to come around and make it her own. Uh, Lauren is right. And so I milked that fucking cow and decided to give me all the energy that I could to create my product and to come out with the best possible. And literally, she's always like two, three weeks behind me, sometimes a little less. Um, the coffee mugs and the this and the that. I mean, the recipes and sometimes a, a whole section of a newsletter that I wrote about cardio. And and each time she does now, I'm like, okay, either I get really upset, which I do because, you know, you feel violated. Like you work so hard on your content. But then 10 minutes later, I look at my small team and I look at Susan who's my director of operation and she's like very calm and she's shaking her head. And I'm like, you know what? If she's copying us right now, if we made cupcakes and a week later, two weeks later, she's making fucking muffins, we need to evolve and do better. That means we're late. And that's what I do. So you're absolutely right. And that's why I called it a copy cow, because I milk that shit. The more she copies me, the more I'm going to go do better. I mean, I think that like everyone has a unique perspective to bring to the table and like the best thing to do with any of this, it, like to begin with, is just collaborate again I wish I wish it was that smart so many so many different perspectives and brings so much to the table like we're doing this thing on on the podcast called roundtables where we bring different perspectives on and you talk it out and some of them like you know don't agree like you know but some of them have similar theories and they can come to this table and they can talk about their different perspectives in a respectful way I think what you're going to see in 2020, 2021, 2022 is people realizing that there's power in numbers and there's power in coming together and creating stuff together. Absolutely. Um, and I've really seen that through the podcast. And I know that you've seen it through your podcast too. It's like 
the more the merrier like everyone's welcome at the table how can we how can we create something how can we create content that's fun for an audience to consume that showcases different opinions but also has similar opinions but look Um, the perfect example is kim kelly and i we do not have the same disciplines at all you would think i am against the type of workout that she does but i actually am not because she has a very soft way of working this this type of fitness disciplines and now we're collaborating and she's carrying simply a new lane and i love her and i love everything she stands for and everything she does that's incredible yeah, I hope that the I my goal for 2020 it, with the podcast is just continuing roundtables and continuing cool. discussions in a respectful way where everyone brings their opinion and 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 again everyone's going to have different opinions but some are going to have similar opinions. Um that's that's probably my advice there is like collaborate not compete. I love it. So if I put you on the spot, on the spot uncensored, who would you put me on a round table with? Oh, that's such a, <laughs> there's so many different directions you could go. I mean, you would be funny with Scotty Chuna, who we just had on. Yes. Uh, you'd be hysterical. Um, you'd, it, it depends what, what the conversation was. If it was wellness and fitness. Um, I actually think you and Kim Kelly would be interesting because you guys share so much of the same opinion, but you also have different opinions. And listen, not everyone's going to agree with everyone. That's the beauty of the internet. In my but opinion. the thing is, with Kim, there's a lot of respect, and I love her. We've become very close friends. So the respect is, is a place where you can sit and talk. Yeah, I think you guys would have a really interesting conversation because it's almost like she's the American version of you and you're the French version. If, if you were to live in America and if she were to live in, the, in France, it'd be so different. But at the same time, you guys have similar uh, ideas. We do. You work out with her. You work out with me. And I'm very, very happy with the way she compliments what I do. And I hope she's happy with the way I compliment what she does with you. The result is amazing. You look so good. Yeah, I love working out with both of you guys. Um, you both do low resistance. Like, you know, yesterday or the day before yesterday, Kim and I were working out with a towel. Um, Perfect. Or we've worked out with those like the, the bands that go. The bands. Knees. Yeah. Um, and, and that's like low resistance. And then with what I do with you with the bar is low resistance. So it's, um, yeah, it's different workouts. It's like, you know, I also think of where, like I said, where you live in the world, it's, it's going to be, you're going to have different, um, influences. It's We're true. in America. You're in France, Michael. I feel like I need the, bu- bu- the best of both worlds. Get on it. Summer house <laughs> in the South of France near us. The house next door is still up for sale, by the way. Oh my God. The dogs. It's okay. It's okay. People know I just called you in and it's just like really yeah, it's raw. A casual conversation. A casual conversation. It's not uh, dear media um, quality <laughs> sound yet. Because oh, we're hold far. Maybe soon. Maybe soon. Um, do you want to ask a question from one of your followers? Sure. All right. There were so many good questions. There were. Um, what do you do? This is by Chelsea uh, uh, Reba. What do you okay. do when you get cravings for unhealthy foods? So you go first. Um, I get creative with everything. I don't deprive myself. If I want something, I find a creative way to eat it. And that could be anything from taking a GG cracker and putting, you know, um, almond butter on it and a couple, you know, dark chocolate chips to, 
um, having Ingrid's inulin bread. It's like a, mm. um, we just bought these bagel holders and muffin pans and you can make like this inulin bread and you could add boysenberries to it. Or, mm. um, you know, a, a good one is making waffles or pancakes, but making it in more of a healthy way. I don't, I, if I have a sweet tooth, I'm going to indulge the sweet tooth. Yeah, I do too. I, uh, first of all, if I really didn't want to be eating because I have another workout coming up or something like that, I'll try first an inulin coffee because it does hit the spot. It does satiate me. But if I really have the munchies, like you said, I'll either go, I like dates. I know that they get a bad rep because they're sweet, but a date hits the spot for me. Or I'll I have, love a date. I know you love a date. Uh, or I'll have a brioche. Like you said, the, the Simply Inulin brioche, we have one. One is enough. You know, the French mentality is all about quality over quantity. So it's not about making something healthy so you can have more. It's about making something healthy that will hit the spot, that will hit my saturation hormone, my leptin hormone in, you know, in, in the right place. So just one will make me happy and satisfy me. So I, I make them and we keep them for actually two, three days. And if anybody has a sweet, you know, craving, we go for it. We just go for it. That's what yeah, you have and to I do. Think, I think you have to balance your diet like a checkbook. For me, having sweetened almond milk in my coffee is not worth it. Like, I don't care about that. No. But I care about having pasta when I'm in an Italian restaurant. And I care about having chips and salsa and margaritas when I'm at a Mexican restaurant. But I don't, like, at a, if I'm at a Japanese restaurant, like, I'm not, I don't care about the dessert there. Or I'll do no rice. So you have to kind of almost sit down and write out what, what you care about when it comes to food, the foods that you really, you know, want to indulge in, and then the ones that you don't care so much about. So, you know, I don't need five gallons of salad dressing on a salad. I could do olive oil and champagne vinaigrette and some lemon, and I'm completely satisfied. In fact, I like it better. Um, you know, when it comes to alcohol, I don't need the sweet mixture in my drink. I'm fine with lemon and lime and, um, you know, maybe a little bit of honey or something. That, that's, uh, that's completely satisfying to me. But you better bet your ass when I'm going to, you know, France, I'm stuffing my face with bread. So it's like you have to, you have to just pick what's like your non-negotiables. And not gaining weight, by the way, because you told me even when you went to Switzerland, oh. you said I ate bread and I did not get weight. I ate bread and pasta and drank so much wine and I was completely in fact I ate a Berliner every single day stuffed with raspberry jam and didn't gain one pound it was so if I ate like that in America I would gain 10 pounds in a month but you know what I think that yes the quality of the wheat and all that stuff has a lot to do with it but I do think that the quality of your mindset at that point the fact that when you're in america you go to dunkin donuts you have a donut which you know is already very processed not the same quality flour whatever as france or switzerland but also what you put behind it as far as your feelings rises your cortisol levels and brings insulin resistance into play and so just the thought that you've put the guilt you've put into eating it makes you gain weight. Whereas when you're in Switzerland or in France, you're like, you know what, this is all good stuff. It's what I'm supposed to do. You're so relaxed about it that you're not emphasizing the weight gain by bringing your cortisol levels up. Does that make sense? Totally. Absolutely. Uh, totally. I mean, I'm like, I'm, I'm carefree when I'm in France. I'm not worried about the sulfates and the wine. Um, you know, it is a disadvantage. It, it's, it sucks. I wish that 
there was some someone that could could bring all <clears throat> real French Italian products here and you knew exactly what you were getting. I mean, exactly. uh, it's a struggle. The struggle's real. It's true. And one more question before I let you go. Actually, we have to go work out. So one more question before we go work out. Oh, you want me to ask it? Okay. Yeah, it's one of yours. I give you okay. a bunch of it's one mine. of mine. Okay. Um, God, there's so many good questions. Um, we talked about how the how it, the milk doesn't break your intermittent fast. Yeah, we did. So, someone wants to know our morning routines, and you can start okay. with yours. Okay, so my morning routine is going to be different depending on how I start my days. The four days a week at the moment, but not much longer. I train uh, clients. I train some professional athletes. So I wake up very early to train them. Like what um, time? We need specifics. Now I'm going to interview you. What time exactly? So uh, a professional athlete is usually going to start his training around 7.30 or 8 o'clock in the morning. So I wake up super early and those are usually the days that I elect to do intermittent fasting because it's just much easier than, like you said, run out the door, you know, with uh, an egg in my mouth or whatever. And on top of it, I want to, I want to work out on an empty stomach to burn fat for fuel. Okay. So, really uh, quick. Are we talking five or six? Are we talking six thirty or seven? So we're talking six thirty. I'll leave okay. the house around six thirty to be, I'll make my... So very important. So I don't wear makeup when I go work out with professional athletes, obviously, but I do my hair nice to make myself feel good. I make sure that I'm, I'm wearing a really nice workout outfit because it, it helps with my motivation. So when people say, how do I get motivated? Go buy yourself a few cute outfits to go work out with because that's very motivating. I know that if I'm wearing a new pair of neon pink leggings from Nike or whatever, I'll I'll feel better. So I'll put something cute on. I'll do my hair shower, uh, put my um, Airborean cream on my face and the glow. I love the Airborean glow cream. I think I got everybody addicted to it because it makes me feel like I'm wearing makeup, but I'm not. Um, and I'll make my inulin coffee. And at that point, I will just run out the door and go work out with one of my athletes. That's really early in the morning. So I can't really do much more at that point. And you have and your coffee, you, you go out the door with your coffee. Yeah, my coffee, my water, and I sip on my coffee as I drive to work. So by the time I arrive there, I'm, I'm feeling full and saturated. And I, I have a very clear mind. I feel very performant. And I work out with my clients. So I work out a few hours in the morning. That's not going to last very long because I will no longer be um, teaching as of March 1st. Ah, can you speak on that? Well, actually, you you talk about this all the time. Sometimes you have to know how to say no to grow your business. And I realized this, you know, my business was growing beautifully in so many directions. And I was needed, uh, my brain was needed a little bit more than my body. My body's a little bit tired, I have to admit. So I've learned to delegate a little bit more. Um, so I have someone that I trust enormously that's becoming a business partner because I feel that's the only way to really motivate someone to treat the company as their own, uh, that's going to take over with my practice. So training my clients, Lauren is the only one I'm keeping with another person that's very close and dear to my heart as well. Um, but, uh, yeah. And so as of March, I, I need to be on the field a little more and, uh, working out a little less. The only thing I will keep doing is 
training uh, professionals for certification to certify them and open franchises all around the world, I hope. That is so exciting. Um, I also foresee, and we haven't even talked about this, and you can edit this out if you want. I also foresee after this conversation, a Simply Gangster Chic website launching separate mm, maybe uh, uh-huh. maybe I think we have to people have been complaining yes. about the fact that it's difficult to shop on the method website so I do think we might just migrate the shopping part to a different website yeah I mean I think it's like I think you've created this this fitness brand and now you have product and um I mean you've created the Instagram account and I think it'd be really really pretty and cute as an added addition and I haven't even talked to you about this so you can edit this out if you want but I just I want to edit it out why we're still we're still authentic but you know you know I listen to everything you whisper in my ears but yeah we I've been even thinking about that just not getting to it because like you like I said before there's not enough hours in the days to devote to training clients and you know also developing the products so I've learned to delegate Susan who is my director of operations at the method who I met through you. That's how she knew I was looking for somebody. So that's amazing. She used to follow you. And then she started following me uh, after you came to the south of France. And I was looking for someone and I put it on Instagram, somebody to hire. And she came and applied for the job. She got it. She became my director of operations. And she's taken a huge load off my back. So she's amazing. I know you like her too, that you deal with her a lot. I like her a lot. I love her bracelets. I actually just took a picture of them. I'm going to put them on Instagram story today. Uh, those have an amazing story for breast cancer survivors. It's definitely um, worth a story. I agree. Yeah, she's she's very sweet. And I feel like she has just added so much value to your business. She has, she has. She's changed my life. She's changed my business. But she's definitely, you know, she's also like an asset in my life. She's one of those people that is like this quiet voice behind me, but has so much power at the same time. She's a soundboard. I value her opinion. Um, she's important. And I and I love that. Yeah, you do a really good job of making people feel important. Um, you've always done a really good job of that. And I think that she feels like she's part of a family. So you have to tell us about your morning routine. Mine is boring. Yours is a little more interesting. Well, I have I, I have anxiety, and I believe that that with anxiety, you have to find preventative ways to, to um, preventative measures to to not get to the point where you're freaking out. So everything I do in the morning has to do with a ritual of making sure that it doesn't get to the point where I feel so anxious. And again, that's going to raise my cortisol. So I feel like it's a win win. I am. I asked you like 10 times if we were recording the podcast after the workout or before because <laughs> I'm not as sharp in the morning. I'm just not. I'm not, I'm, I'm my sharpest at night. Um, so my morning routine is really important. I, and I'll just do it very quickly because it's also on my Instagram and I don't, you know, want to, it's on it. your podcast. It's on your Instagram, yeah. but people yeah. love to hear it and you explain it very well. So go for it. I'll go so quick. So I wake up immediately, open the blinds. Um, I think light, I don't, you know, I don't like sunlight on my face, but I like I light know. in the room. I do like light immediately because it tells my brain time to wake up. I meditate for 10 minutes using Headspace or Tony Robbins priming session. I like to be walked through meditation. I can't just sit there. I need someone to walk me through it. So I use those two apps. Then immediately I'll have tons of water. 
And I've started to realize that I wasn't absorbing the water because I wasn't drinking mineral water. I was drinking plain, just plain water. So I ordered um, Mountain Spring Valley water off Amazon and I'm drinking mineral water in the morning. If this is a problem for you and you don't have access to mineral water, you can put pink Himalayan salt in your water. Um, That really helped. I like lemon in it. I like to do a huge thing of water. And then I like to get up and throw on the same clothes I throw on every single day. I don't want to think about it. Um, I'm unlike Ingrid where I work out on Skype. If I worked out at a gym, I think I would put more effort into it. But the only two people I see are Kim and Ingrid. So I feel like they've seen me at my worst. So it's not a big deal. Um, And (laughs) And you look amazing. So you're so full of shit. Disgusting. Um, And then I do not check my phone at all ever in the morning. And if I do it, it, I'm telling you, it ruins my whole day. I don't want to check my phone. The only time I'll check my phone is to talk with the people I'm Skyping with. That's only, that's the only time I want to check my phone. So, um, I wake up, I get up, I walk to go get coffee. I get a black coffee and everyone says, why don't you make coffee at home? Because I want to get outside and I want to walk for five minutes and I want to just listen to a podcast while I'm walking. I only like to listen to podcasts that are uplifting. I don't want to listen to gossip or entertainment. I want to listen to something where I'm learning um, or something inspiring or motivating. And so I get my coffee and a nice tea unsweetened. I come back to my house and I got just got this white frother and I froth my almond milk with cacao and inulin and cinnamon. And you could get creative. Ingrid says, ashwagandha, maca, whatever you want to add. Mm -hmm. It it froths it right up. I pour it on top of my coffee and I take my coffee and my water and my tea, three drinks, downstairs to my mat in my room. And I start to set up the Skype situation. Um, And I like to work out and, you know, drinking my water and my coffee as I work out. And then afterwards, it's off to the races. Like I literally schedule a conference call the second I'm done with my workout because I, I, I want to be able to get that workout workout in. But then I think immediately when I'm done, I have to start my day since I'm so weird with my morning routine. Perfect. And it's everything you say is true because I see it. Um, the other thing that I love about you is that you always take the time, like 15, 20 minutes that are already reserved right before the workout to actually have human contact with me I know you do the same with Kim and that's so nice that's because important. that that's is important, so important. Yes, yeah that's important but before I Skype with Kim or Ingrid we take 15 minutes you know 20 minutes to have like coffee talk exactly like, would you just talk about like everything from intermittent fasting to um you know the foods we're eating to like what's happening to um, life yeah, just, just having like human connection. That is important. That's something that I do. And I find doing Skype is so much better for me because I don't have to get up and get like fully ready. And I don't have to be running into people or um, driving to the gym. It's just like right in my house. And the second it's over, I can pick right back up into my, my business life. So it saved me a lot of time too. It's perfect. Um, one more question before we go. It's a quick one. Today, I actually put uh, another a small short video of the vlog that we did in the south of France. Um, because someone had asked you, why did you get Michael to chase you for eight years? And we, uh, we had that conversation. Do you remember we had that conversation? It's in the vlog. And you said, 
yeah, I had Michael chase me for about eight years because I just felt like it would be a right thing to do. Someone wanted to know why you got him to wait for eight years before getting I, in. Michael, like, Michael and I dated when we were 12, 13, 14, and then I went off, he went off. We did our own thing. We both went to high school. We still, like, you know, would make out every so often or see each other. But I was – we. everyone has to understand we were in the same grade. And when you're in the same grade in high school – it's not appealing for the girl. The girl's always going for the older guy. That's it's just true. how it was at my high school. So having someone in in the same grade that was chasing me was was like, oh, like that's cute. It was like very like yeah. elementary. I was always trying to go for a guy is you know two two years older than me, the cool guys, the seniors, whatever. So I think because of that, Michael saw a challenge. And I always tell, you know, girls that follow the skinny confidential, a challenge is so powerful to a man. Yeah. And I think that because of that environment, it just caused him to aggressively chase me. And I was kind of like always, meh, meh, it's fine. It's fine. And we were just always friends. And I think that that like really deepened his connection to me. And I think we got back together at, you know, 22 years old after not be, after being apart since we were 15 and he was like ready to commit immediately because I had sort of <laughs> because you made on. him run a marathon yeah. for eight years <laughs> yeah you know work for it <laughs> I feel like you're still giving him a heck of a challenge I, I love to. this conversation I feel like it's our everyday conversation that we let people in on uh, unless you have any last words, we have to go get into our gym clothes and start working out. So I have to let you go. I could keep you on work talking for hours. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for having me on your platform. If you guys want to hear more about Ingrid, she's also on our podcast. Um, I've learned so many tips and tricks from you and I'm ready to work out. I'm a little scared. Uh, <laughs> you're always scared but little for scared. no reason um I want you everybody knows where to find you I find ridiculous asking you but I have to do it that's like the podcast way and if Michael ever screens me or considers me for dear media I have to do it right so where can everybody find you pimp of yourself you out <laughs> uh, at the skinny confidential the skinny confidential him and her on iTunes and the skinny confidential blog Perfect. And on Instagram, the Skinny Confidential, if you follow me on Instagram, you've definitely found Lauren because I'm always tagging her and she's always tagging me. Thank you so much for coming on. I love you so, so much. And I really I do. love you. Thank you for having me. Thank you, guys. That was fun. Bye. That was so amazing to have Lauren on for that long and to share a little bit of our intimacy with you and our realness. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Now, the sound quality is definitely not podcast interview quality. The sound quality is just two girls having their morning coffees and just chatting it up. So I hope you will excuse the sound. Um, I know you probably won't mind it. You can hear the dogs in the background and all the hustle and bustle of our daily lives. But that's how we wanted it. We wanted to bring it to you raw and exactly like we are. Um, I loved everything that we touched into. I hope you will recognize some of your questions. We tried to kind of batch them and um, answer as many as possible. They were more, but I bet you that next time Lauren comes to Monaco, I will definitely be going back on her podcast, her and Michael's podcast, and she will 
definitely come back online. If you want to work out with me, perhaps not the way Lauren does, as you heard, I don't give private sessions over Skype anymore. She's one of the only clients I will be keeping as I'm expanding and concentrating on expanding the business in other directions, but you can still work out with me on the virtual platform. Now the master sessions, Lauren does when we can work out together. She said she gets on the virtual platform. There's five to six videos at all times. You can pick from all the videos are with me. All the videos are outdoors in beautiful sunny Monaco. So you get to travel also. And the master session that you get to do is extremely similar, if not sometime even harder because there's less of a rest, there's less chatting um, than a real live session with me like Lauren and I do on Skype. So she also relies on those master sessions on the virtual platform where when I'm traveling, when she can't uh, log on at the time that would work for me because we do have some time difference and she loves them. Um, and you will get some incredible results. Have you seen her ads lately? She looks incredible. She's definitely one of like my advertising walking billboards, uh, lucky me. Um, there's also a lot of dedication on her part. She's extremely careful with what she eats, not that she restricts herself. No, she's careful with the food that she eats as far as she goes to the farmer's market. So I hope you heard that part on this episode. She speaks about it. Uh, she feels a lot more empowered now that she knows exactly what is in her food and what food she's consuming. Speaking of which, we've come up with Simply Kefir Champagne, Champagne Lacté, which is our probiotic, it's the little big sister to Simply Inulin and it makes for symbiotic therapy, which is the perfect balance between prebiotic and probiotic for your gut. If you are looking to see some real digestive changes, if you have some stubborn weight gain and that you can't lose and you do believe that it's probably uh, correlated with a gut issue, hormonal issues, then if Simply Inulin has been doing a great job for you, you need simply kefir as it is the other half of your gut balance um, and health being handled. We just posted on my IGTV, on Instagram, um, the how-to. You, you should also know that it comes with full instructions. It's very, very easy to make and it's now in the shop. It is going to be linked in the show notes. Speaking of the show notes, everything about Lauren is going to be in the show notes as well. So you can just click links and go find her in all of the goodness that she has to offer on her blog, on her IG and everything else. Um, there's also TSC Body Guide, which is really amazing, which she co-wrote with Kim Kelly. And I am a big fan of all of their tips and tricks when it comes to wellness and fitness. Um, if you want Simply Inulin, you can also find it in the shop. If you want to prepare some of my Moroccan French recipes, you can get my e-cookbook also in the shop. Everything is going to be linked in the show notes as always. You are not sure you want to jump in into a virtual platform membership, which is a monthly membership. Then you can also do my workouts, my flash workouts. They are free. All you need is a towel. Those are always in the show notes. All you have to do is click the link, get a mat and towel and start doing it. You don't have to pay anything and you get a nice taste of what working out with the method, with my protocol is like. You're going to get a nice burn in your butt and especially in your abs and start get a long, lean, gorgeous, feminine body. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I think that this is going to be 
one of my absolute favorites. Um, and yeah, I'm biased. I adore Lauren. So I hope you really enjoyed it. Don't forget to leave comments on the latest pictures on our Instagram pages and let us know what you thought of this episode. Bisou bisou from Monaco.